BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Always follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Back here on Follow the Money, if you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, the VSIN experts have you covered. You can become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just nine ninety nine. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to the daily recap of top plays made from VEASAN show hosts and guests, tools like betting splits, deep dive betting reports, betting guides, and more. Don't miss out. This is a limited time offer. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Again, just $9.99. That's V-S-I-N.com slash subscribe. Crazy think, Sean King. We are just weeks away from March and the madness that comes with that. College Hoops Conference Championships are right around the corner. The big dance will be here before we know it to help us break down all of the action in college hoops we welcome in jerry palm cbs sports senior college basketball writer at jp palm cbs you can check out his latest bracketology at cbssports.com welcome in jerry how are you i'm all right how are you great thank you so much and uh it feels we have a new number one again (laughs) so uh i feel like we're saying this all the time with the top ranked teams in the country getting upset but purdue's dropped two of their last three games including the loss to northwestern over the weekend alabama in the top spot for the first time in two decades for people who have been watching college basketball a little bit more casually and are now turning the page as we get closer to this tournament type time what do people need to know? What have they missed in the early portion of the season? Oh, gosh. So much. So much. Um, you know, it's funny. We're talking about Purdue and Alabama. Those were not teams we were talking about in the preseason. <laughs> uh, Purdue was unranked. I don't remember where Alabama was, but they were getting Brandon Miller. So probably a little bit more thought of Alabama. Uh, but uh, nobody had either of these teams 
being number one at any point in this season, maybe not even number one in their leagues, although certainly people would have put Alabama in that conversation for the SEC. Uh, Purdue's ridden uh, seven foot four Zach Eady uh, to the top of the rankings this year, and uh, he's really a unique guy in college basketball. Um, he's reasonably athletic for a big guy, uh, but he's just you can't defend him. If he gets the ball in the post, it's two points, maybe three if you're if you follow him. So um, it's uh, it's a, a unique team Purdue is with freshman guards uh, and a seven foot four monster. Alabama's got. A uh, guy who's playing in the NBA next year, Brandon Miller, um, and, and some pretty athletic players and good players surrounding him, and they're going to be a really good team. Houston uh, was uh, a team that a lot of people thought could win the national championship, and they're still up at the top of the bracket. Kelvin Sampson's team, a uh, great defensive team as always, but some, some really good weapons offensively too. Uh, but I think really the thing that a lot of people are focusing on right now is North Carolina and Kentucky. It's possible we could have an NCAA tournament without either of them. And North Carolina was in the championship game just last season and returned a lot of that team. But the thing about North Carolina is that was an eight seed that got hot just to be an eight seed and then stayed hot and got all the way to the championship game. So maybe preseason number one was an overreaction when you consider that this was a team that, you know, for four months was just muddling along. But um, you still would have thought they would be better than an eight seed. And right now, we're not sure they're going to make the NCAA tournament. And Kentucky returns the National Player of the Year, and they're in just as bad a shape as North Carolina. You know, it's interesting because last night they were shooting like the basket was moving. Uh, I think they were like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was bad. Uh, me and Tim Murray actually bet UNC uh, minus four and a half. I, actually, the game moved towards UNC. It was it was minus four and a half, then it closed at minus six. And, yeah, they could have been minus ten. They were never in that one. I know what the final score was, but it was not indicative of how the game actually went. I got a question for you, and we have uh, Jerry Palm, CBS Sports senior college basketball writer here on Follow the Money as me and Stormy fill in for Paulie and Mitch. I've watched a lot of college basketball. I don't see a lot of teams that I think have high basketball IQ, like smart basketball teams that understand game management, clock management, you know, when to foul, when not to foul. Give me three teams who you've been impressed with, not necessarily just overall talent or their highs or super high, but in this group of top 30, 40 teams from a, a future standpoint, who are the three you think that play with the highest basketball IQ? Ooh. Gosh, that's a good question. Because you're right. Um, and, I, I, and I think part of that is so many of these teams are young and you know just haven't – they're still learning how to play uh, with a high basketball IQ. And you know, a lot of these better teams have got young guys that are going to the NBA – you know, and just they don't have time to put all of that together collectively. But one team that has and would not be where they are if not for a high basketball IQ is Purdue. Um, the freshman guards, like I talked about earlier, but freshman guards with some moxie and some savvy and that have done a good job learning along the way, uh, they, they could not be what they are if they did not play smart basketball. Um, I don't, gosh, but, you know, going beyond that, I, it's hard to say. Um, Northwestern does, uh, and that's another team that is better than the sum of its parts, probably. I don't know if that's entirely true about Purdue, but it certainly is for Northwestern. Um, and that's a 
course, Northwestern is a, a noted academic institution, and and you've got to be pretty smart to get in there even to play basketball. So um, it's no surprise that that team uh, would be on the list. Uh, gosh, um, I think Baylor's usually a pretty smart team as well. And Marquette, I've been impressed with Marquette this year, uh, the job that Shaka Smart has done uh, with that team. It is just interesting, though, as you referenced UNC and Kentucky, a couple of blue bloods that we're just we're not talking about because they haven't had success. You can throw Duke in there, even Gonzaga. I know they're nationally ranked in the top 15, but it's not the same dominant night in, night out Gonzaga team that we're used to. When you look ahead to the tournament and obviously you do the bracketology on a regular basis, like does this feel a little bit more wide open than we're accustomed to seeing when things get said and done in March? Yes. Yeah, no question. Because usually you can pick out, you know, two or three teams, um, maybe even not one seeds necessarily, but two or three teams that you feel pretty strongly about going into the tournament that the national champion or, or they'll probably be in the final four and the national champion may come from that group. Uh, there's always more teams than that capable of winning a national championship, but there's a few that you feel more comfortable with. I'm not sure I feel comfortable entirely with anybody this year mm. at that level where I'm thinking, yeah, that's, that's the team to beat or these two or these three are the teams to beat going into the NCAA tournament. Now we've still got a month to go before selection Sunday. So maybe that will emerge. And clearly the teams that have been better this year have been pretty good. But every time it's like, every time you think Purdue's, you know, dominating all of a sudden they have, you know, teams in a row with 16 or more turnovers and lose two of them. And, so it's like something's been exposed there. You know, we thought Tennessee was re- going to be really good, and they took a couple bad losses. Arizona is a team with five really good wins and four bad losses. All of their losses are the teams that are not in my bracket. It's, it's like how you know. Yeah, their guard, their, their guard play is is so sketchy yeah. from game to game. Like, man, they turn the yeah. ball over, and I'm just like, I know the coach going. He might kill himself tonight in his sleep. Like, <laughs> this is unbelievable. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is that you know they got they got up for all the big games and won them all, but but you've got to bring it every night, and it's it's so what am I going to get from am I going to get six good games in a row from Arizona? It's, it's a team that you know like once they get to the Sweet Sixteen might be a favorite, but might not get to the Sweet Sixteen because they could lose in the round of thirty-two. That's I just I don't have that level of comfort. You know, with a lot of these teams, like UCLA, UCLA looks great, but their best win is Maryland. Maryland is a middle-of-the-bracket team right now. They, they haven't had a chance to – they played better teams, didn't beat any of them. They'll get Arizona again at the end of the regular season. But, you know, that I, I, I want to see UCLA beat somebody better before I get all in on them. So the, every team that we've got, I've got more questions than answers for. Yeah, because when I watch UCLA, like, they've got experience. they got a lot of known commodities, like, in, on a landscape where people may not know players. Like, you know some of the UCLA guys. I just don't think they're athletic enough to defend. Like, you know, and then their guard play, I mean, he's a veteran, but, you know, he can't shoot. He doesn't finish well at the rim. You know, he's got a lot of experience, so people like him. I'm drawing a blank on his name. The kid with the big hair. <laughs> oh, uh Campbell, Tiger, Tiger Campbell. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, for UCLA guard, he's not a great outside shooter. Not great finishing at like against length. Uh, you're I gotta, just jealous of the hair. Right, you're right. <laughs> I, I do miss having hair, but I, I got a team on it. Jealous of the hair. Right, I got a team I want to ask you about because uh, coming into the season. Uh, I thought Arkansas had a shot. Thought Musselman did a great job at recruiting. They've battled some injuries, 
But now they seem to be playing better. And I know they're coming off of a terrible home loss to Mississippi State, which, again, it just kind of speaks to how the season has been. But now that Arkansas is getting healthy, talk, talk me through what do you think their chances are. Well, yeah, Arkansas was definitely – they were preseason top ten or maybe even better than that. Uh, but then Nick Smith got hurt. And Nick Smith you know, could be the first pick in the NBA draft. And he just came back for that Mississippi State game. And I, I haven't seen the box score. I didn't get to watch it. So I don't know how much he played or how effective he was because he's been gone for you know, a couple of months. Uh, so I, you can't expect him to come right back and start lighting the world on fire. But if he's healthy and gets his you know, legs back under him, that's a team that could be underseeded when we get to the NCAA tournament uh, because they're, they're very dangerous. That's, that's a really talented team, but he's, that's a guy you just don't replace. You know, you, you haven't got a guy. That guy goes out. There's not somebody on your bench that can that can give you what he can. So, uh, yeah, I think Arkansas is a, definitely a team to watch over these last four weeks and see if they can get that mojo back that made everybody think they were a potential national champion. Jerry, appreciate the time. Thank you so much for doing a, doing this with us this morning. Sure, anytime. Thanks. Jerry Palm doing great stuff over at CBS Sports. Uh, check out the bracketology now at cbssports.com. Arkansas, by the way, 55 to one shot in the national championship odds. But I like what he said, though, with it being wide open. Like, that does give a lot of opportunity for some of these longer shots. I'm just going to pick a horse and roll with it. When I first got in the horse bet and they said you can't bet them all, I'm looking at the NCAA tournament the exact same. Okay. Got to pick, po- pick me a pony and ride. A little later in the show, I do have a college basketball pick for tonight. Night's games, but when we come back, turn our attention back to the NFL. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com. Check out the current betting splits data. You want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets, where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not just the action for today, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way vcin's here to make you a more informed, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Stormy Bon and Tony in the Super Bowl champ Sean King on the desk live from Circa Resort and Casino filling in for Mitch and Polly today. It is Valentine's Day, by the way. And uh, a little bit earlier, we were talking about some futures that we would like to wine and dine on Valentine's Day. See if we can get them across. Tweet at us at Storm Bonantoni at VSIN Live. What's your handle? Uh, at Real people. Sean King. At Real Sean King. Tweet at us what some futures tickets are you have in pocket that you want to see get across the finish line that if you could take them out tonight for Valentine's Day, you're going to do it up big. I have the Lightning and you have, I Lightning 12-1 to 1 to win the Stanley Cup and Stormy, you have. Yes, I have the Bruins to win the Stanley Cup and the Celtics to win the NBA title as a parlay at 29-1. Ooh, nice. So. We need to get over the hump, people. But yeah, get in there. We want to know what you guys are betting. And uh, now, as we talk a little bit of NFL here, keep love in the air. Which NFL coaching hire this carousel are you in love with? Is there one that you're, or, or maybe you just want to like take it out on a date? You think that it's going to be okay? It's only going to last about a year or so, and then you're going to move on? <laughs> Any that strike your fancy? Well, uh, I'm going to look at it. Uh, the one that I'd like to date is Sean Payton. To Denver, because I truly believe, Stormy, in life, association breeds assimilation. Like, whatever you hang around, you take on the characteristics and attributes of that environment. And I think what we saw in Denver this past year was Russell Wilson's environment change when he married Sierra. Now he's in that celebrity stratosphere. And listen, right, wrong, and different, most entertainers exhibit a behavior that a lot of people think uh, is devious, diva-ish. And it's part of the the energy that exists in that space, right, wrong, or indifference, just the reality of it. And I think some of that started to rub off on Russell. Like when you meet a Prince or Michael Jackson or Rihanna, like they've got handlers, right? Like they got an assistant and they yeah. got somebody answer the cell phone so and I met, somebody I met get the, the wardrobe. The rock and he had like eight people around. Right. Him. So now what does Russell show up in Denver? He got his own quarterback coach. He got a valet, like a chauffeur. Like I mean, he wants his own office. Like that's entertainer type behavior. Now, after failing 
in a very, very public form, he gets Sean Payton. No nonsense, all business, elite football coach. I think we see a bounce back from okay. Russell Wilson. So I would like to date Sean Payton. That's the hire that I'll short term. I think it's going to be fun. We can have a go around, travel, take some pictures, get my Q rating up a little bit. <laughs> but the one that I want to marry, Stormy, is D'Amico Ryans to the Texans. Wow. Former okay. player gets an opportunity to build a team, not inherit. And there's a big difference in the two. Steve Wilkes is, an, in, 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 in my opinion, Steve Wilkes is a really, really elite head coach. That if the Cardinals had hired instead of Cliff Kingsbury, they'd be in a better position. If the Panthers had retained, no offense to Frank Wright, but Frank Wright got fired in Indy because he couldn't mm-hmm. get the quarterback position fixed. What's the Carolina Panthers' biggest issue? Quarterback. Yes. Right? So D'Amico Ryans to Houston gets to pick and develop his own quarterback, inherits a defense, has got a lot of grit to it. The Texans were hard out down the stretch. I mean, it was not easy playing Houston. So they have a core group there. And he gets to create his own culture and develop it into a winner. He gets all the credit. That's the one long-term I think will pay the biggest b- dividends to Miko Ryans. But give me okay. Sean Payton, you know, for next week. In the short term, yeah. Right. You're 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 playing the long game with D'Amico Ryans. Yes. You're going to put a ring on it. Okay, I like that. With, with, I, with Sean Payton, I certainly hope that he fixes Russell Wilson. Like... Resets. Reset. Yeah, yeah, I think that's good because all the let Russ cook stuff, he's been just kind yeah. of on like one of those yeah, he, he, he was in a different space. Like, like <laughs> he thought he, he came Bronco Nation, let's ride. Like oh. that's like something that an entertainer does it's when they got so a new cringy. album or something coming out, right? Like, you know, we got to go on this press tour. Like he was out of character. He was out of character. He they threw the bait out there. He came up. He he bit the. He learned I like his lesson. so about the personal quarterbacks coach. No, no, like not at all. But I'm just saying right away, Sean Payton saying yeah, not at all. in his that, that's, like, not that's, not, that's, that's not that's not what we do here. Um, hey, we got coaches, right? Huh? The, the, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. we, we oh, employ you coaches. Why do yeah. you need another one? <laughs> Come on. Shane Steichen was up on that graphic for new coaches and futures because while it hasn't been made officially official, so I know you are never in the market of believing something until the announcement has Absolutely actually come. Not. That is what um, all reports have indicated to this point is that uh, the former Eagles coordinator will be the new head man in Indianapolis. So it was not Jeff Saturday. I know you were really. Not yet. I know you really he wanted announced that. announced it yet. Ursay's <laughs> making a last ditch effort. Hey, Shane, I'll make you the highest OC in the National Football League. I want you to come and coordinate for my guy, Jeff Saturday. <laughs> Stop. Just stop. Okay, but Steichen, 37 years old. So if he does ultimately get named the head coach, he'll be the the third youngest coach after McVay and Kevin O'Connell. So they're, you know, another young guy, an offensive mind. And what I hate for the Colts is, and this isn't Frank Reich's fault either, but it's seven straight years that they've had a different day one starter. No, that's Frank Reich's fault. Because he chose Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, he decided to go with uh, God. What's the kid from Texas? Sam Ellinger. Like those were his decisions. Like but the it only didn't one, work the, out for Jeff only, Saturday when he only, stepped in. Too. Well, you can't really like listen. I'm I'm not saying that Saturday's resume says he's qualified. By the way, can I put my name? Ursay's the one that told him can, he had to start Sam Ellinger. Can, can right? I put my name in the hat for the Arizona Cardinals job? I mean, <laughs> I'm a former player. Coach just showed that it can't happen. But outside of Andrew Luck getting injured. The rest of those decisions now are decisions that were made by the head coach. Who to bring in to play quarterback? Phillip Rivers, 
uh, then Matt Ryan, uh, then Carson Wentz. Like Frank was behind those decisions being made, and none of them panned out at the level that they anticipated. Now, my only thing was I think Steve Wilkes is a potential elite head coach. So to move on from Steve Wilkes in Carolina to hire a guy, and I've heard Frank's a great guy. I don't know mm-hmm. him personally. But to hire a guy whose issue at the previous spot was what your glaring issue is, that was the part that I was like. Well, I'm kind of glad as a 49ers fan that Steve Wilkes didn't get retained so that I can have him yes, somebody to fill good, the spot yeah, of D'Amico Ryan. We could really use that. Um, if the Cardinals hire me to be the head coach, you're coming with me? Yes, let's go. Absolutely. Let's do it. <laughs> Although they are looking at Jonathan Gannon now, apparently, so the Eagles could potentially lose both of their coordinators this offseason. Yeah, that defense looked real good giving up 38, didn't it? Well, that's what I was going <laughs> to ask you. So how much... We know how dominant the Eagles' defense was during the regular season, but because they did have the fourth easiest strength of schedule, they didn't face a quarterback or an offense like Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs until the Super Bowl, where they got dogged. How much does that kind of hinder his opportunity for that next step? Uh, we're going to find out. I think the, the Cardinals' job does not look to be that desirable Ugh, because I of the situation to. with Kyler Murray. You know, but you, you have, want it, though, so we'll go. Well, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> they could do me like they did Nathaniel Hackett, right? Hire me, fire me mid-year. I'll be back at VEASAN, you know, with all the guaranteed money. we good. <laughs> uh, they did have second interviews with Bengals defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo as well as the Giants OC Mike Kafka. What do you think would make more sense for Arizona, though? Do you want an offensive guy? Do you want a defensive guy? Well, I think you got to find somebody that's comfortable with Kyler because obviously you've locked yourself into that particular room in the house. So if an NFL franchise is, is a 100-acre property and you've got this beautiful 20,000-square-foot house that you'd love to, to walk around and experience because of that contract and his injury situation, you've pigeonholed yourself into one of the guest bedrooms. Now, just, that's just what it is, Stormy, because anybody that takes that job has to be comfortable with the fact that if it comes down to you or Kyler, they're going with Kyler. And from all the reports you've heard, you understand – I've got to be comfortable that he's willing to change. First of all, that he's willing to accept the fact that even if it wasn't malicious, how he's presented himself thus far has not endeared him to players or people in that organization. Now that he has the money, is he even willing to admit that? If I was a, if I was a head coach potential candidate, I'd have to be comfortable with that. Mm. Because if he hasn't, then he's not going to change. And if he doesn't change, then there's going to be a ceiling to how successful we could be. If I was comfortable that he's willing to change, and I think he is. You do? I think he is. I think he's going to sit out the entire season. I think there's going to be some some reflection, some some self-love that has to happen there, some hard love. And I think he's going to come back a more mature, better quarterback, ready to walk into this next phase of his career. But you've got to convince whoever's going to be the head coach, that that's true. Yeah, it's the immaturity for me that, yeah, hopefully somebody over time does grow out of that. I just feel like it's not a flip of a switch thing, and it is something that's going to have to take some time because you don't go from a guy who everyone has called immature, has called not a team player. You saw the video evidence on the field this season, watching him scream at Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury on the field. All right, um, we have a quick timeout, but Jonathan Von Tobel, VEASAN's own senior NBA handicapper, he's going to join us next, get the lowdown on all things association when we come back and follow the money. This 
is Follow the Money on VSEN. VEASAN's NBA betting podcast, Hardwood Handicappers, is back and better than ever. VEASAN senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel goes through all the top storylines and betting angles across the association to help you become a more informed NBA better. Download and subscribe to Hardwood Handicappers. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts, as well as VEASAN.com slash podcast. We are live from Circa Resort and Casino. Lucky to be joined now live from JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel, at me, JVT, on Twitter. What's going on man thanks for joining us bright and early uh nothing much i've only been up for like an hour and a half so you know not that much time to have a lot of things happen to me in my life check back in with me in a couple of hours and we'll see what's going on okay we we know you're always up bright and early getting those market reports in daily article out there at vcin.com i haven't chatted with you though since the trade deadline and so aside from obviously kevin durant to the suns what was one of those moves at the deadline that at least in your opinion as you look at the odds board was significant enough of an impact to you uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's hard not to go if, if you're only eliminating Kevin Durant to Kyrie Irving and, and Luka Doncic, right? And we haven't really seen a whole bunch of them quite yet uh, through two games with them on the floor together. An offensive rating stormy of 131.2. It's pretty good. A net rating of plus 10.5. It's pretty darn good. Um, I think you want a little bit more out of their defense. And I, and I think that's kind of the takeaway, right? With those two on the floor, they're still giving up 120.7 points, you know, if you uh, expand that over the course of 100 possessions. So I, I think so far through a couple of games, they have been what we expected them to be, a really high ceiling on offense, a somewhat low floor on defense. And some of the potential to be really incredible. But like last night, for example, I know Sean was laughing about, you know, the final possession there for the, uh, the, the Dallas Mavericks. Minnesota, you know, you give them credit. It was really good defensive possession. Uh, you have two really good defenders on the floor led by Anthony Edwards, and they were able to shut them down and eventually get that win as a, uh, I think they closed such six and a half win underdog ended up yesterday. Um, but I, I think that's obviously the most impactful one. We can talk about some of the others that made moves on like, we'll call them like the fringes. Like I like what the Clippers did. Uh, you like what the Bucks did, but those are not moves that are going to shift the odds in one way or the other. Not like a Kyrie Irving or a Kevin Durant would. You know, it's interesting because that's your love child, the, the Los Angeles Clippers. And I, I don't know why you, you chose to adopt that specific, you know, <laughs> team. But uh, more power to you, JVT. I, you did mention the team that I thought low key made the what I think not most high profile, but what's going to be the most impactful in the playoffs, and that's the Milwaukee Bucks adding Jay Crowder. You think back yeah. to that series last year with Boston. What did they not have because Middleton was out? No perimeter shooting, and they needed another perimeter defender to handle Jalen and Jason. So what does that do for them? Not Some people are going to talk about, but come playoff time, having Jay Crowder and an, a healthy Chris Middleton I think is huge for the Bucks. Yeah, I, I think it unlocks a lot of stuff for Milwaukee. And, Sean, I think one of the things, too, is, look, Crowder's kind of a streaky shooter, and it's not like night to night. It's like year to year. For a career, I think he's just about like 34.6, 35% from three. Uh, but if you look at, you know, there's been some really good years from a shooting perspective. He is a Bucks killer. Remember that Orlando bubble when he was with the, uh, the Miami Heat and they ended up taking them down. Crowder had a really big role in that. But I think what it does for Milwaukee, like to your point, big picture wise, right? It, it allows you to do so much with some of these small ball lineups that we have seen them use. With Giannis at the five, now you can plug Jay Crowder into power forward. You can have him, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday on the floor with a Giannis Antetokounmpo. You know, plug in shooting guard, you know, Grayson Allen, whoever you want there. And, and you've got a really formidable small ball lineup for the Milwaukee Bucks. So I, I think Crowder does a really big thing for them. 
in that it just makes them more versatile as a team. So like we kind of like this theme, right? Is it going to shift the odds? No. In fact, the Suns moved ahead of the Bucks, right? In the big picture for the NBA finals, which I think is incorrect. I think the Bucks still rate better uh, as a uh, team. If we're talking about probability of winning the NBA finals, than the Phoenix Suns at this point right now. But I think to your point, Sean, like that is a move that you're looking at for, you know, Eastern Conference finals, NBA finals and what that does for a team and adding to its versatility as opposed to, hey, now they're, you know, instead of 750, they're 650 to win the NBA finals. I actually think there is a little bit of value in betting Milwaukee. They've won 10 straight going into this game against Boston today. Think, man, they're going to be really good once you get into the postseason. I really like what the Bucs did. Bucks six to one to win the NBA title. A, a team that was six to one and now is 120 to one. The Brooklyn Nets on the other end, you know, as they lose Kyrie and Kevin Durant. And, and I wanted to get your opinion on this, JVT, because it's a team that when you go in and you're building this super team, you think it's going to bring you multiple NBA titles. They didn't even win multiple playoff series. How major of a disappointment and just like lost years have these been for the Nets? Oh, I think it's pretty big. I think Stormy, they did not like they at least got some stuff back, right? Like it was, it was not catastrophic, but it was pretty bad in terms of being a disappointment for that, especially when we saw what they could have been, right? Like in the games that they played together, only what, 16 games on the floor together, the numbers were really good. Like they, they had some really good moments. Um, and as you mentioned, the lone playoff series that you win and then maybe like a toe away from beating the Milwaukee Bucks and going on to potentially beating the Phoenix Suns in an NBA Finals if they get past the Atlanta Hawks, which in that year I'm sure they would have. Um, no, it's a massive disappointment. I think it's pretty safe to say with those things. But now look, I mean, Brooklyn's not a terrible group by any stretch when you look at what they have now in terms of talent. They have a bunch of 3 and D wing players who are going to be super attractive on any trade market going forward. Uh, they have some really solid young talent to build there. And of course, Mikhail Bridges, I don't know if you want to build around him, but he is one of the cornerstone pieces that you now have moving forward who's going to be freaking awesome and who's going to be pretty attractive too. I think there was already one report, uh, I think was it Memphis that called them about offering three or four first-round picks for Mikhail Bridges. So they, they came out of this not on top, but they came out of it as good as they could with some really young talent considering how bad it got. How good is Cam Thomas? Like, is he 40 points a game good like we've seen recently, or is he closer to the 10.6 he's averaged on the season? I know a lot of that due to just lack of playing time. I think he's a really good player. I, I don't think like you're, you're – he's not like – I don't think, Sean, he is a guy that teams are rushing to go and get like a Mikhail Bridges type, right? I think that you're going to grab him and maybe try to buy low and try to build on him a little bit. He's got a really high ceiling offensively, so I think there's obviously something there. You want to score in today's league. Uh, there's a little bit more flaws to his game. He's not like a two-way guy. But, you know, this was a team – this is a guy, too. If you guys, I don't know if you remember, in the summer league, uh, when we were out there for VSIN. Uh, after one of the games, Thomas was asked about his facilitating. He rolled his eyes. He was like, oh, you know, Steve's, Steve Nash at the time had asked him to work on it. Well, I think it was the wrong thing, right? Because the guy's just throwing up 40-point games of regularity. Now, I think he's a really good scorer, Sean, and those guys are always going to have those explosions. But I, I think the last couple of games is more of a symptom of high volume because we really don't have any much else to create as opposed to what he is going to be moving forward. He's going to be a really good scorer, I think once he reaches his true potential. But I don't know if he's like franchise cornerstone type good. 
Here with Jonathan Von Tobel, VEASAN Senior NBA Analyst, host of the Hardwood Handicappers podcast. We got five games in the association coming up tonight, including those Clippers that you were talking about there, Sean. <laughs> JVT's love child's for me. <laughs> a nine-point <laughs> favorite against Golden State. Total sitting 228.5 down from 230.5 this morning. Um, Warriors on the second half of a back-to-back after beating the Wizards at home. Now they're on the road where they have really struggled this year, even mm-hmm. if they are staying in the state. What do you make of this game? Yeah, and I, I think this is probably a little high. Like, this might be, you know, I was right, uh, this is going to be up here in a couple of minutes right after I get off with you guys. Uh, but I was writing for the column today. I, I feel like part of this is, one, it's the rest situation. We haven't seen the Clippers play since Friday. So they've had a, quite a bit of time off. So it's a big rest advantage for them coming into this Warriors game. Uh, they are going to get their full complement of trade assets that they acquired here today. So Bones Highland will be out there. Mason Plumlee will be out there. Eric Gordon will be out there as part of the rotation. You know, how how long they play is a question. So maybe the market's maybe overvaluing the rest and the improvements that the Clippers have made here. But we have to keep in mind, the Clippers have been pretty inconsistent lately. Like, if you go back to the start of January, 119.2 defensive rating. It's not been very good for them. Uh, Their offense in the last seven games has been held to a 107.2 offensive rating or worse. So this is not one where I think pre-flop you're running in to go get something. Warriors look pretty solid after a shaky first quarter last night. And I think offensively, like in games like this, guys, where you have a big number, I'm always looking in-game, right? After a slow start for you know the team that is favored, try to get a cheaper number and go in in that regard. And I think that's what the strategy is here for the Clippers tonight because that number seems slightly high. It might be because of the acquisitions, but I want to see them all together first before I'm rushing to lay a number like that. And JBT, tell me if I'm wrong. we got about a minute and a half left. At this point last year in the season, I feel like Golden State was in this same position. And then all of a sudden they got hot as right before we got in the playoffs. And they, of course, got hot in the playoffs mm-hmm. and won it all. Klay Thompson actually finally looks like he's back to being the old Klay Thompson. They're going to get Steph Curry back at some point. Is this an opportunity to, to get some future in on Golden State to maybe potentially repeat as NBA champion? So, Sean, I think so. And part of our trade deadline special that we had the other day, like one of the bets that I came out of it with was Warriors to win the NBA Finals or to win the Western Conference. And I know you would think, you're like, well, why would that mean? Like they didn't really make a massive move. Well, it's because so much of the market moved around them that I think we're forgetting how good this Warriors team can be. To your point about Clay, he's starting to get healthy tonight. He's going to play in the second leg of a back-to-back for the first time this season. So he's starting to get a little bit more comfortable with himself. This team, I think, matches up well with Golden State. Like, they have somebody. Well, Draymond Green's not going to shut down a Kevin Durant, but he can physically match up with him. You have a bunch of different matchups around the floor that I think they can throw at the Phoenix Suns, and they're a little bit deeper. So I would say, yes, like, when you're talking about to win the conference or anything like that, I, I think the market is sleeping on how good this Warriors team can be when they are fully healthy. They have to fix the road demons, so we'll see if that's yes. going to kind of even out a little bit. But I think to your point, Sean, I think we're forgetting how good this team can be when they're full throttle. Great stuff, buddy. Thanks for doing this. Great stuff, good to talk JVT. to you guys. Thanks. Speaking of those road demons, 7-21 and 21 straight up away <laughs> from their home building. They like their own bed, Storm. They apparently <laughs> not ideal. We're going to take a quick timeout. Be back with more Follow the Money live from Circa in a moment. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. 
the all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Sports fans, as the football season ends, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be for all things basketball and hockey. Bet Rivers has you covered. We've got every line, odd, and boost. New promotions as well. Tuesday, hockey first goal insurance. Saturday, hockey, same game parlay bet and get weekly pro basketball bet and get and more. You can check out betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. It's a whole new game. Stormy Tony and Sean King live from Circa Resort and Casino. In for the guys, Mitch and Paulie getting some well-deserved vacation time post-Super Bowl. We were just talking with JVT, a little NBA, and in the commercial break, you said, you think you want to buy yourself a little bit of Golden State maybe at this point? I just think, um, if I remember back to last year, Stormy, this is kind of where Golden State was. A veteran team, won multiple championships. I do think they kind of coast through the regular season, knowing that they don't really have to be at their best until the playoffs. And, you know, Klay Thompson, after multiple injuries, to me, finally looks completely confident and healthy. He had a a situation last night where he drove to the basket and dunked on someone. We hadn't seen him do that in a while. His Mm -hmm. defensive game is picking up. Uh, Jordan Poole is taking another step. Steph Curry is going to be back. And then they picked up Peyton, 
who kind of was their glue guy last year from Portland. So and I just think it's a good opportunity. I think they're 12 to 1, if I'm not mistaken, to win the Western Conference. I see. That's another one of those things we have to shop around at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know at DraftKings where I've got an, uh, them pulled up right now, plus 850, but Even Dustin at said at another yeah. book 12 to 1. So do your due diligence and look around. On 12 to 1 to win it all. Okay, oh, well, at DraftKings for the whole thing for the championship, I see 16 to 1. Right. So, so shop, shop around. around. Yeah. But I, I definitely like them to win the Western Conference. I don't know if I like them versus Boston or Milwaukee. I think the winner of that Eastern Conference Finals is going to like win it all. But, I mean, it's a good number for Golden State. And, listen, I know Phoenix added Durant, and I know Dallas added Kyrie, but I still think that Golden State's deeper than both of those teams. They can match up with both of those teams, and they have a player to match the greatness of both of those teams and Steph Curry. Any, and I know you were talking about Jonathan Von Tobel's love affair with the Clippers, but do you feel like, I mean, obviously right now during the regular season, the health concerns are there and Kawhi Leonard in and out of the lineup, but in the postseason, like if he's able to be full go, what do you think their ceiling is? I just don't think he's going to be able to be full go. Like I, I believe what my eyes, Stormy, and my eyes tell me, when is the last time we've seen Kawhi Leonard play like a month worth of basketball in a row? Even Paul George has had the same issue. You know, he's gotten injured, you know, the last couple of playoffs. I just don't yeah, trust those guys. I, I don't trust them to fight through adversity. I don't feel like they're at a point where their basketball legacy is like life or death for them. You know, so I think they would opt out. Like, I think they'd take the easy way out. So I just can't back them from a wagering standpoint because I, I don't trust them to show up and be available. The way the top six in the Western Conference odds play out right now, Suns plus 245 favorite, followed by the Nuggle, Nuggets, Nuggles, <laughs> okay, plus 390, Clips 5-1, to one, Mavericks 7-1, to one, Grizz at plus 750, and then the Warriors there at plus 850. Give so me some on the board. State. You're, yeah, you're getting some value there for sure. We did get, speaking of value, um, a few of these futures that – People want to wine and dine on Valentine's Day coming through, including somebody who got a Jalen Brunson 125 to one for most improved in the NBA. He's in five to one at DraftKings in that awards market right now. Looks like a good ticket. Hopefully it cashes. Shay Gilgis Alexander, your favorite at plus 115 right now. Uh, our guy Dustin has a 40 to one ticket on the Brewers that he would like to see come home. Well, I'm, I'm going with the Reds. I'm going to bet the Reds what? To, to, to win the NL until it happens. What? <laughs> I'm a dreamer, Stormy. I'm a dreamer. I'm rolling with it. Ooh. You know what I missed last year? That stretch of like 20-something games where you could just fade the Reds <laughs> every game. Like just It was like you they could fade the them worst. on the run line. You could fade them on the run line yeah. or the alt run line yeah. every game. They might have had the worst tickets. bullpen I've ever seen in the history of sports. They were terrible. That bullpen Like was as awful. somebody who doesn't bet a lot of day baseball, I was putting tickets in against the Reds like every day there early last season. Yeah, Brewers are a good number though. 40 to 1. They have two legitimate uh, elite starting pitchers. You know, uh, we'll see. We'll see. They kind of been at this position the last couple of years. We'll see. I know you're not a fan of the Arizona Wildcats in college hoops right now um, because of some of those losses they've had with somebody. Rob on Twitter said 14 to 1. He's hoping to see that one come through. They're a big team, Stormy. They're one of the teams that if it came down to being able to match up with Purdue, they have multiple bigs to throw at uh, the Purdue big man. I just don't trust their guards to take care of the basketball. 
Like they turn the basket. They make so many unforced errors in, in some of their games. It's just hard for me to get that out of my mind. But I mean, they have the pieces. They have the pieces. So I wouldn't be surprised if Arizona makes a deep run. Shout out to uh, what's the name of the guy that uh, or the person that that Rob. Rob. Yeah. Shout out to our guy. Yes. Our guy Rob Thank there you, Rob. for uh, responding. They got a shot. They're talented. I just wish their guards. Didn't have so many unforced errors. Yeah, they're the fourth shortest shot on the board uh, alongside UCLA and Kansas, all at 14 to 1. I know when we were talking a little bit earlier, you said you think you, you're you just going to pick one horse mm-hmm. and roll with it. Pick one horse. Why aren't you picking a few? Well, here's what if I'm going to, let's say I'm going to put 10 units, and this is just the way I approach it, you know, in these situations. Let's just say I'm going to put 10 units on it. I'd rather pick one horse and ride it when it's wide open like this. Just because I think spreading doesn't really increase your chances of being right. Like having ten teams out of the sixty-four, I don't. It's still, the way the way this season is gone, it's gonna be something. Just if if Arkansas is a squad, put all put everything on Arkansas. And if you're right, you're gonna be super right. Or if you like Creighton, now that the big guys back, you know, just pick one dog and roll with. It. That's just how I'm gonna approach okay. this this college basketball season. Because I, I, I really could make a case for thirty teams. Well, and that's the thing. We're 15 weeks into the season, and the shortest shot on the board is still 7-1. to one. Right. So there is a lot of value out there. They call it madness in March for a reason. Things are going to get wild once we get to Selection Sunday in the NCAA tournament. And then those numbers are all going to start moving and changing as well because of the path for teams and that they're going to have in the bracket. I like the 55-1 to one that you're thinking about putting in on Arkansas if you do that. Creighton sitting there 30-1. to one. I, as a San Diego State Aztec, am going to put in my obligatory 80-1. to one they got a shot on SDSU. Uh, it's so tough because they've struggled in the Mountain West. And right. so I'm not liking that for for the way things might play out. Last year in the Mountain West Conference Tournament, I had to watch them go down to Boise State in that championship game when they should have won another down to the wire game. Like they they are like the kings of losing games they should win. And it's very frustrating to me. I understand. I'm a Duke fan. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, sorry. Think I don't what wanna, I'm dealing with. You don't. You don't want to throw in if, a ticket, not, fifty to one on Duke. Nah, nah. We have no shot. We have no shot. We we probably got about three scholarship players. I have no idea why they were recruited to Duke. Are you surprised at the fall off? How significant and fast it's been? No, because I don't think our evaluation process is elite anymore. Like this is the second year in a row where I'm looking at my squad. I'm a diehard Duke men's basketball fan. I mean, way back Tommy Amaker, Johnny Dawkins, Jay Billis, Billy King days. Like I've I've been a Duke guy. There are three, four guys on scholarship at Duke right now. I have no idea why they were recruited to come to Duke. Like, I literally could go in the Big East and find 12 players that are better than all but maybe two of our guys at at Duke. So I think it's an evaluation issue. I don't think we're evaluating at the level we used to evaluate at. Okay. We're we're getting caught up in rankings because you look at our class – I mean, we got three of the top, what, 11 ranked players from last year's class, and they don't look like it. How, how do you evaluate Shire in charge? Well, it's his first year. You won't really know yet. And, you know, the fact that, that Coach K is still in the building, uh, I, I don't know if it's ever really going to be anyone else's program until that's not the case. I'm going through their schedule right now. We got two quad one wins, I think. So, I mean, we're looking pretty comfortable one. for getting in the tournament, at least uh, based on what Ken Palm, you know, predicts. But but I don't have Flip Flip Philipkowski has been excellent. Uh, 
But I, I mean, I don't trust anybody else. Unfortunately, Whitehead hasn't been able to stay healthy. But when healthy, he's been pretty good. Yeah, it's like every time you play a top 25 opponent, it's a loss. Yeah. yeah. Except for Ohio State when they were 25 back in November and Miami. Derek Lively doesn't even play, and I'm sure he'll be a top five pick. Dang. I like, I'm sure that rest of country like loves this and is just reveling in the fact that Duke is struggling. But like, I think college basketball is is better when you have these teams that everybody wants to knock off. Like, it's not fun getting a win over Duke if they're not Duke. It's not fun getting a win over Kentucky if it's not Kentucky. We're having a down year, but I will say we're better than Kentucky and UNC. <laughs> Always throwing that one out there. But no, a lot of the Blue Bloods struggling. This has been a very uncharacteristic year. Houston, your favorite at 7-1. to one followed by Purdue and likely Wooden Award winner Zach Eady at 9-1. to Alabama, your top-ranked team in the country, currently at 9-1. to Arizona, UCLA, and Kansas, 14-1 to among the shorter shots. But I'm saying go Aztecs, 80-1, to throw it out there. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, we're going to take a quick break. More Follow the Money coming up. Still to come in Hour 3, Dan Rosen, NHL.com senior writer, as well as Gary Gramble of Sports Illustrated and the MMQB get into some NFL talk. But Puckstradamus needs to get his hockey talk in. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app.